There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like... My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From iHeartRadio, Common Enemy, and Tenderfoot TV, it's the Hey Pal Podcast. Hey Pal. Hey Pal. <laughs> With Jared and Davo. So look, Dave, I remember last week we were talking about the whole, like, I, I couldn't get out of my head that you were like, Eagles, 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 as you wear. Fly, Eagles, fly. I know, I'm wearing, wearing a Flyers jersey a f- today. Like, Kyle, tequila. I'm talking to my producer now. Audience. Philly strong. You, you got to be able to like Philly pride. lay some law down and not have this guy in our studio and be able to wear this stuff. He actually complimented me for. Oh, for my. Drunk. All right. I'm out. I'm out. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> well, anyways, Davo, what I was going to say to you is that I, I can't uh, help that I have pride for my teams and you don't. Well, listen, I'm getting to the pride part. Can 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 I talk for a second? Sure. Here? <laughs> Well, the pride part is I respected the fact that you loved, you know, the championship so much. And I went back and I was like, man, I, you had me itching. And I was like, I got to go watch the Mavericks 2011 win that NBA title. You know, that Which incredible run. Amazing. And it, Dirk, I mean, what can you say? What can you say? I mean, it was incredible. But this is my question that I wanted to come here today and talk to you about kind of was like, what does it separate you? Does it not separate you to win the title if you have like a 15 year still career where you're on top like is Dirk better than Charles Barkley is he better than Carl Malone because they didn't get a championship but Carl Malone is arguably one of the best I, I don't know what do you think Dave I mean I I gave out a lot of thought okay. as as you know last dance the documentary on Michael Jordan the Chicago Bulls run that everyone's talking about right now you know you think about that you think about all the great players that have played sports and you know some of those guys like Charles Barkley obviously a former 
Philadelphia 76er, uh, never was able to say that he won a championship or got the chip. And I think what it comes down to, and you see that in the documentary, is that there's there's a lot to it. It's not just about the players. It's about the organization. It's about the management. It's about the coaching. When, when did you get there's, so philosophical? Can because, you just answer my question? I'm very passionate about yeah, this. Yeah, but I don't care about your passion right now. I care about my question, There is Dave-o. a reason that you can't – it's so hard to say. I mean, what Dave, Barkley Dave, accomplished, Dave, Dave, what Carl Malone accomplished, watch this, watch this. what those it guys is, did was amazing. It is not that hard to say. Watch this. Dirk Nowitzki or Charles Barkley? You're a Mavericks fan and you can't even pronounce your guy's last Dirk name. Dirk Nowitzki or Charles Barkley? Answer the question. <sighs> Dirk. Thank you. Okay, wasn't that hard, was it? Dirk Nowitzki or Carl Malone? Dirk. Oh, well, okay. So then maybe, you know what? Let me go over to the acting side because what I'm hearing right now is okay. it does matter for you because he got that chip. He was able to lead his team. What about... What about somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio before The Revenant, right? He had not won an Oscar. So if I would have asked Completely you, different. Is it? Okay, completely tell me different. Tell me what you're completely thinking. Completely different. Tell me what and you're thinking. I'm glad that you showed your moron stature. <laughs> the difference is that DiCaprio, that was out of his hands. He played at the top of his game for years. That's a subjective award. Somebody else is voting on that. Well, so I don't totally playing, disagree with Someone you, else is playing God on that. But can the moron just say for a second- <laughs> That Dirk Nowitzki is not the only guy out there on the court. Absolutely it's not. It's out of his hands, too. He needs Jason Terry to hit the shots. He needs Jason Kidd to be able to lock but, up Kobe. But, him, and then lock but up them Kevin winning Durant. or not winning has nothing to do with someone voting for them. But he still, Dave, he still has to go on the court, per se, right? Leo has to go on the court. Yes. And he has to perform at the top of his level. Yes. Right? And he has to perform at a higher level than the other actors that are getting on the court. Which he's done consistently Almost his entire career. Okay. All right. You know what? So I'm saying it's, it's nobody votes on a championship. They win, they go and win a championship. They take a championship. Okay. Nobody votes on it. All right. Look, 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 I think this is a good time to bring in our next guest. I'm angry now. (laughs) Good. I I like, I like when you get amped up, Davo. I like when you get amped up. Let's talk about our next pal. Yeah. Let's talk about our next pal. Okay. So our next guest has been on your TV for over 20 years. That's a long time, Dave, right? He's been on all our TVs. (laughs) 20 years? 20 years. That's 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 a long time. Time. Okay, this man, this man's name is, I would say, synonymous with anything involving sports. Without question. Without question. He also happens to be one of the coolest guys that I know and now a pal of the Hey Pal podcast. Please welcome Joe Buck. JB, how are you doing? Yes, Joe Buck. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. I uh, We're all just doing like a round robin tournament of podcasts. So <laughs> at some point, I'm going to ask you guys to be on mine and then I'll come back on yours. And this spinning vortex will actually take the world uh, down into some sort of black hole. We, we are there. We are there and super excited to have you. We're uh, both obviously huge fans and uh, Jared's lucky enough to call you a pal of his. I am lucky to um, call him a pal. You do have a birthday coming up in a couple days, the 25th. Uh, you excited about yeah. your uh, pandemic birthday? Not at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know it's bad luck to skip a birthday, but I also know that uh, with having two-year-old twin boys, we now are in the era of drive-by birthday parties yes. and parades and streamers and signs and <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty uh, crazy. I, I don't think I want to invite any of my friends to do that. And then on top of that, I'm 51. I mean, the math is so against me. Twenty-two-year-old <laughs> being 51, I start doing the math, and I'm like. Uh, 
Well, let's see. When they are graduating from high school, I'll be a hundred. <laughs> and and everybody will be asking them, why, hey, uh, why, where are your parents? Why did your grandparents just show up? So, uh, hey, that's life. That's, that's what they got. You're going to be good, JB. So, so Joe, we were just talking about uh, careers, uh, Dave and I, and, and we were wondering who has had the better career, Joe Buck, the announcer, or Troy Aikman, the quarterback? I think anytime you win a Super Bowl, kind of <laughs> that's Joe. That's like the mic drop showstopper, uh, and he won three. Uh, yeah. Can I can I, I make can I make the other side of the argument though? Yeah. Is is here's my thing, and and Dave and I we we go back and forth and talk about this a lot. Is that you, Mister JB, have been on the tube at the highest you know level of competition? We like to say that you can be be at yeah. for 20 plus years. I understand that Troy, you know, won three Super Bowls and it was incredible. I'm from Dallas. And so I was the biggest, you know, Troy Aikman fan growing up. But like you have been number one for 20 plus years and you can't say that a lot in any profession. What, However, whatever sign I was born under, uh, I, I am a Taurus and I don't know about the other astrological stuff, but my timing right. has been crazy. Like I came along... <laughs> My, the name of my book is Lucky Bastard. Mm-hmm. My dad married with six kids, met my mom, may or may not have had some sort of uh, extramarital activity. And then nine months later, I was born. And then I came into the world. And as I was growing up, my dad's career was taking off with the St. Louis Cardinals. And he wanted me with him everywhere he went. So I was in every National League city by the time I was 12. I was around big league teams. I was around a broadcast. And then I started after two years in the minor leagues with the Cardinals at 21. And then Fox drops out of the sky sure. and bid and gets into the NFL game. And I'm of the right age to be kind of the next generation of, of young network announcers. Then they get baseball. So it's just been like a, a series of well-timed events in my life where I've done 10 times more than I ever hoped I would do. Right. So yeah, that is the other side of the argument, but I think winning a Super Bowl and being a part of a team that that's that good for that stretch of time in the 90s is probably cooler than anything the three of us will ever do. Well, it definitely it definitely is is cool. I don't disagree there, but with 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 the, you know, and I appreciate, you know, you giving us a little background uh right there, but uh, during that time, you know, um whether it was, you know, your your dad helping you out with the jobs or you just getting the jobs or you being lucky, however you want to define it, you still had to be damn good at your job. And and I guess that's what we're saying is that you are damn good and you've been damn good for 20 years. And that's and that is a feat in itself. That is that is. Yeah, I mean, I, that is obviously awesome. what what Troy did was incredible. But I think, you know, with all due respect, you're selling yourself short because you've just had an absolutely amazing run. Um, I think the title of the book is incredible. And, uh, you know, it, it definitely all adds up. I mean, it's 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 had, pretty amazing. I had to do some convincing to get that to be the title of my book. I can't imagine. <laughs> and it was a little awkward to go on shows and have the host go and uh, here to talk about his new book, Lucky Bastard. Uh, <laughs> a little bit unnerving. Yeah. Uh, that said, you're right, Jared. I mean, I, uh, I got started early, but I think the jury 
was ready to come back in a lot quicker because I was my dad's kid. Sure. I, I think you get a lot of breaks. Yeah. But you also have to do the work. You do and have to do the work. If you can't yep. do the work, they're going to flush you, I think, twice as fast as they would somebody that's coming in without a name. Exactly. So I, I have worked hard, and I've, I've worked since I was 19. I haven't really ever taken any time off. I didn't go backpacking across Europe to go find myself. <laughs> right. I, I found myself when I was a little kid in my dad's shadow, and I just wanted to be him when I grew up. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Now, with that being said, in terms of uh, other announcers, we're gonna we like to ask different, unique questions on our show. We like to hybrid questions over here, JB. Yes. Now, <laughs> if you had to pick five other announcers that are non-former athletes, so not an athlete that became an announcer, just an announcer, to compete right. in an athletic competition, who would oh. your five be? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> currently on the air? Uh, either. Uh, either current or, or former. In an athletic competition, like what are we doing? Are we? It, are could, we be, a, it could be five on five basketball. It could be an obstacle course. It could be anything. Okay. I will say Jim Nance seems physically fit. I'll, I'll throw Nance on my team. I think Mike Tirico, if you could put him through like a paleo diet <laughs> – uh, and and get him to uh, to focus in on the athletic event. I would put him on my team. I would actually put myself on on my team. I can uh, see that being almost fifty one, but I'm still the youngest guy doing what I'm doing. And then I would probably comb like the uh, the NBA or the NHL for young play by play announcers who I don't even know at this point, and try to find the youngest, most fit. Guy with the best hairline because he's probably got uh, good genetics, and I, I would I would find two guys that are just starting out in this business, and I would claim them as my own. So I'll go with myself, Tarico, Nance, and then two young guys whose names I I don't know. I love it, and I love that you're scouting. He this is, is amazing. Scouting. I mean, you and know. now I know every announcer you meet moving forward. Now you're going to think about this question. <laughs> yeah. However, if it's like at some big event, the guys that I meet, I'm going to be, my answer is going to be, nope, I, I'm glad I didn't pick them, and including the guys I pick, including myself. Um, I find that as I get older and now with these twin two-year-old boys, getting down on the floor and playing blocks or playing dinosaurs or playing whatever the hell we're playing during any given moment, that's fine. But getting back up. Uh, I, I want them to actually turn their backs when they walk away from me as I try to get up because I don't want them at the age of two to be embarrassed of their father. Uh, we've got plenty of time for that. I, I get it. And it's funny because uh, Jamie Foxx always tells me when he plays basketball, he's a big basketball fan, big basketball player. He says the playing of the game is fine. What's different now at he's 51 as well is the recovery. Yeah, That's what he said's different before he could play basketball five days a week. Now he plays one day and he needs like four days off before he can yeah. play again. No, trust me, uh, the rebound effect, and, and that, that goes for everything. Whether you're drinking all night and you get up, you cannot shake a hangover like you used to. Uh, and lack of sleep is now a big part of my life. When I was doing Cardinal baseball on the radio, I was, my, my schedule was flipped. So I would, work all, I would work at night, go back to the hotel bar, have a couple drinks, go to bed, get up at 11, 
the crack of 11 and then maybe try to work out, maybe not. And then you're starting the whole process over. You get to the ballpark by four o'clock for a seven o'clock game. <laughs> and now it's, it's, it's the total opposite where I'm up at six o'clock cause these twin boys and I'm, I'm like fighting off. Thank God for tiger King. Kept me up past, <laughs> uh, every night. Cause that's the only time the house is quiet. My wife and I can actually watch something and be current in any conversation we get into. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. By the way, I just had a crazy thought. There have never been twin. There's never been a twin broadcasting team, has there? Like a play-by-play team? No. Wow. Brothers are the Property Brothers twins? Yeah, they are. But yeah, not not in terms of sporting events. But that's yeah. I I will uh, support my boys doing whatever the hell they want to do. My wife is an ex Denver Broncos cheerleader. One of our sons is exactly like me. Uh-huh. Thick. Could run through a wall um, and doesn't have the greatest hairline. The other one. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Hey, pal, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. 
So JB, you were just giving us a little breakdown of, of, you know, your schedule as an announcer and all that. What, what do you think? Cause you're, you're familiar with the entertainment industry. Very familiar. In fact, what do you think is harder? You think you stepping into an acting role and being good at that or an actor stepping into the booth and being good at that, which one, which role reversal do you think would be harder? That's a great question. Um, I, I, and I am the last guy to toot my own horn, but I've done some acting. I've been on Brockmire. I've been on a bunch of different things. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. JB, (laughs) JB, stop, stop. You've done some acting. We got to get you in one of our movies then. What are you waiting for? I mean, Google me and Brockmire. If that doesn't impress you, then I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Tequila, who is our producer, who you met earlier. Kyle, I need you to write down Joe Buck on our to hire list for our next couple of movies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> JB, 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 we're holding you to that. <laughs> okay, but continue. If I had somebody, you know, name the greatest actor of our time. Uh, Leo. De Niro, Chino, Leo, any of these guys. If, if I put a headset on and I went, just go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and it's, but, but that's not fair because I think we all kind of live in the world and you can kind of fake acting. But what I'm doing in the booth is I'm seeing something and I'm reacting and I'm, I'm forming an opinion and forming sentences in my right. head while it's happening. But I've done that my entire life. So that's what I've, that's what I'm trained to do. So yeah. It's not a fair comparison, but I think the answer is I could fake act way easier than they could fake or you could fake broadcast. So, JB, what would be, or you might stay the same answer, but what would be your answer if you just took person X? Could person X, is it easier or harder for them to go into acting? Or is it harder for a, an actor to go into broadcasting? No, I, I think if you had person X who wasn't used to being on camera or wasn't used to being louder than you typically have to be or yep. in your business, that's a hard thing for me when I go to acting. Like if I'm sitting in a broadcast booth and a play is happening in front of me, you don't even really have to have a headset. You can be in the back of the booth and you can hear me because you have to be louder than you typically are. Sure, sure. For me, the hard part of acting is being almost low key and being a little less because I see the camera on and I want to go, good evening, everyone. And welcome <laughs> to the broadcast. Right, 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 right. So I, I think if it was person X, they would struggle both ways because, you know, it's uncomfortable to even try to be yourself on camera. And it's really awkward to watch an event, not get caught up in the event and kind of remove yourself and just put a soundtrack to it, um, which is what I try to do when I'm broadcasting. So I, I think they would struggle in both. But again, I think my answer is they could probably stumble through some sort of acting thing. Right, right, um, right. easier than they could do in play-by-play. Well, I also think the thing that we're not talking about is that when you're acting, it's usually in a controlled environment. When you're announcing, you have no idea what is going to happen. You know, so you have to change. You have to come up with stuff on the fly because you don't control that narrative. And that's that's the good and the bad. When I've tried to cross the midline and go to act and and remembering lines or whatever it is and trying to deliver lines like they're my own thoughts. I mean, I think that's a weird thing. But at the same time, if you're sitting in a broadcast booth in Cleveland on a Thursday night and a guy takes his helmet off and starts swinging at a helmetless quarterback (laughs) for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got to kind of start talking about that right now. There's no preparation. There's yep. no, nobody's writing it out for you. Nobody's workshopping lines. Nobody's punching it up. Nobody's doing any of the, the, the phrases that you guys use. 
And so you have to live in the present and there is no delete button. Yeah, that's so crazy. You you did that. You did that game. I did. Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My, my did Miles get? He just got reinstated, right? Yeah, he got reinstated. He got the rest of the season off last year, and I I just remember I was sick as a dog. Both my my boys had been sick, and I didn't even know if I was going to make it to the game. And then I I um the game's over. I got through the game. I was, you know, trying to fight back being really ill, and I'm almost packing my stuff up. There's like ten seconds left in the game, and then I. I look up and it was just almost like, what just happened? And our producer's <laughs> talking in my ear and he says, wait till you see what happened on this replay. And they roll the replay. And the first time, you know, anybody watching it at home saw it was the first time that I saw it. And it was just like, whoa, you know, like, where? how does that happen? The game was basically over and a blowout. And then this crazy thing happened. So, yeah, you have to be ready for whatever happens in a live event over three and a half hours. Yeah. Right. And that's why you were one of the greatest to ever do it. <laughs> the GOAT. Now, you're a three-time national sportscaster of the year. You've won a ton of Emmys. What do you think is harder to receive, that award or an MVP in one of the four major sports? Now, I know you were humble earlier about you and Troy, but, you know, that's the MVP of broadcasting. I'll, I'll go with the same. I mean, I, I think – when you get to a level, like I didn't win a national competition to be the main voice at Fox. Now I've done it long enough. And I guess you could make the argument. I've done it well enough. Certainly have my detractors certainly have the shit I deal with on social media, all that. I get it. I can do seminars on that, <laughs> but I, there is no national competition. Fox hired me in 1994. I got the main job in 96. I got the main football job in oh. One, I think. And I haven't messed it up since then. That's not to say that I won't tomorrow, but to this <laughs> right. point, I haven't. To be at that level, whether you're, the, you're in the NHL, you're in the NBA, you're in the NFL, you're in Major League Baseball, to be that good compared to all these guys that are the best high school player on their high school team, the best local player in their community, the best college player on their team, the top draft pick, whatever it is, to get to that level and be the best, that, that's a, just a different thing. I, I think that's the answer. Easily being an MVP is way harder than what I'm doing. Right, right. Yeah, I would I would have to agree with him, Dave. Okay, so JB, look, I've been wanting to ask you this for a while. We're friends. We're friends off off the felt yes. or off the court, I would, I would like to say. And uh, um, uh, so I'm from Dallas. You're from St. Louis. And I love asking people hypothetical type of questions. Um, if I could erase one sports moment from, uh, from history, the moment that I would pick JB, I know what it is. Oh boy. What do you, what do you go ahead? You're going to say game six of the 2011 <laughs> world. Series. He's too good. He's too good. So, uh, so for all the audience out there, I don't, uh, you know, uh, disregard that Joe doesn't know me at all. So Joe, for me, it was uh, game six of the 2011 world series when Nelson Cruz decided to, uh, I don't know what happened. I feel like he brain farted, but for that moment, I would erase that in history because I wanted a championship and a, and a world series title for my Rangers. So my question for you, Mr. Joe Buck is if you could go back in time and erase one sports moment, it doesn't have to be related to St. Louis. It could be any moment. What moment would you choose and why? Um, I, I think personally, if I'm, if I'm being real, I think probably the Randy Moss fake mooning at Lambeau Field, I would like for that to be erased from history. Because wow. for whatever reason, 
in that moment, and I was calling it, and I think it was 04, I think. It might have been 2005. Okay. Too, but it's long enough ago. I reacted in a visceral way. I, I, I don't know why that pissed me off so much, and I, I look back on it, and, and I kind of understand. And on one hand, I'm proud that I was at least free and strong and confident enough to say how I really felt instead of being like a phony. Right. But on the other hand, I look back and I, I look at me saying it was disgusting with him rubbing his ass on the goalpost after doing the fake move <laughs> in the end zone in Green Bay. And I'm like, eh, you know, probably too much. But uh, I, I just wish the event never happened. I wish they just played the game. That moment didn't happen. I wasn't associated with it. Randy Moss wasn't fine for his straight cash homie comment afterward. I just wish it was gone. And, you know, but but other than that, I can honestly tell you, you know, that that game that you referenced, 2011 game six, is one of these crazy games that you even even if you know how the thing ends, you can't believe that the Cardinals down to their final strike twice in the ninth and in the tenth end up tying the game, winning in the 11th, but then go on to win game and, seven. Yeah, and then go on um, to win. JB, do you remember that um, uh, me and my girlfriend at the time, we were in Arlington, Texas. Do you remember I, I, I texted you and you said, come on up to the booth, and you let us come up to the booth during the World Series? Yeah, but but that's fun for me. Like I love opening up the doors to the booth to people who do stuff. I mean, anybody, but but people who are friends of mine, who don't get to experience that, put on a headset, listen to what we're listening to, uh, meet whoever I'm working with. Right. At that point, it was Tim McCarver. But I really, I, I think it's fun for people. It's why there was a great show years ago on A&E or some, some network had Iconoclast where they brought in, you know, like Michael Stipe of REM was with Mario Batali of the, the chef world. Yep. And they kind of traded spots for a day or one taught the other what it was like to be them. And I and and that stuff to me is fascinating to to see somebody and what you go through, what I do in a typical day. Nobody when the curtain gets pulled back, that that's when stuff really gets fun. I I, I honestly I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, at the time, um, you know, I was dating. Uh, obviously, you remember this, Dave and Joda's uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt was my was my girlfriend, and. I remember, you know, being at the game and we were so excited. And then I didn't even tell her I was texting with JB. Right. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, do you want to go up to the, to the booth? And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I'm friends with Joe Buck and we can go up to the booth. If, and she's like freaking out. Like there's no way that Joe Buck is texting you right now in the middle of the world series and you can go up there. So it's funny that you say that because she's a, you know, obviously Jen, everybody knows who Jennifer is and is a huge actress and, you know, even for her in that moment, she became a fan and was like, there's no way we can go up to this booth and, and get yeah. to see Joe. I hope me letting you guys in the booth, you know, led to a nice post game for you. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Jared, he might have dropped the ball. Who knows? <laughs> but that's my guess, Joe. <laughs> well, um, that's all the time we have on the Hey Pal podcast. Appreciate everybody. Don't go anywhere. Hey Pal, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count I have a question, and obviously you've shared some incredible, incredible sports moments throughout your career. Uh, what is one moment that stands out that you really enjoyed, you know, sharing with the audience that was a non-championship moment? Just a just a regular game that something happened that you really, really enjoyed and thought was really cool. Yeah, I, I the one thing that I think stands out, and maybe now more than it has in a long time because of the times we're in. But I think you can go back to 2001 and game three of the World Series. Now, it's a non-championship moment. Yep. But take you, you do not have to be political at all to make this statement. And I'm really pretty apolitical when it comes to this. I, I Both sides drive me crazy. And I kind of live in the middle. And yeah. uh, I, I pick and choose what I want to believe and listen to. And I get frustrated and happy and whatever on my own. But when 9-11 took place in 2001 and then President Bush came out, and it could have been any president, yep. not taking sides, but fired a strike before game three. Like awesome this kind moment. of show of strength. Yep. It was like the most powerful moment that I've ever seen. And it had nothing. It was just like, there's the president of the United States. We were all in Yankee Stadium. And this was not long after September 11th. Right. Uh, be, you know, I remember walking into the stadium going, I, I went from the car into through security 
And from the car, I thought, man, I feel like vulnerable being in Yankee Stadium at a World Series after all that's transpired. And then by the time I got in there, I was like, I'm in the safest place on the earth. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. And then he came in. It was really kind of unannounced that that was even happening. And then he fired a strike from the pitching mound. There's a great HBO doc about that and him warming up underneath the stadium uh, with Derek Jeter. So, again, not, not political, but just for the country's power or like some kind of statement, I thought – that that was really freaking cool. I, I've got yeah. I've got I don't know about you, Dave, but I've gone back and, and watched that moment. I didn't want rewatch yeah. the game, but I've rewatched that moment when Bush comes out and goes and, and fires that pitch in it. What a what a beautiful moment. That's a great that's a great answer. Yeah, JB. that's a great answer. It's one of those chill moments that just gives you goosebumps. And you know, I think uh it, you know, it shows the power of sports and how it transcends the game sometimes transcends sport. And I think it's gonna be incredible because we're gonna have one of those moments when this pandemic comes to an end. And people are actually allowed to get back into an arena on a field. The energy that's going to be in that building or in that stadium when that happens is going to be incredible. It'll be, it'll be emotional. And, I, and, and more times than not, like I, I realize not everybody's a, for, a sports fan. And certainly you don't have to be. And, and it can be limiting if you're just all in and just consumed by sports. But that said... I think we knew then, back in 2011, we're certainly reminded now when nothing really new sports-wise is on TV, it's a big part of American life. You don't have to be a diehard. Yeah. But when it's not there, even for somebody that's a non-fan or a casual fan, it's like there's something, there's a noise going on that kind of is, it brings people together. It can spur conversation, you know. Very similar to Tiger King, Joe. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I will never look at the Cincinnati Bengals uh, <laughs> or the uh, Detroit Lions. If, if he gets out of prison prior to his 22-year sentence ending, sometime in my lifetime, I want to see him on the sideline for the Bengals or the Lions. Um, JB, so so we like to close out the show with two uh, two quick fun segments that we've, we've created here on the Hey Pal podcast. The first segment is called Spelling Bee. We like to give our guest um, a, a word – uh, I chose the word this week, so that means that Dave does not know it. Neither do you. No cheating, both of you. And uh, we see if you can uh, if you can spell the word. I think he was grabbing his mouse to get on his computer for a second. That's that's fair. <laughs> and you're on your phone. You get up, put your hands. Down. Okay, you're right. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> All right. So welcome to Spelling Bee, uh, Dave Osco and Joe Buck. Uh, Joe Buck, you're up first to the mic. Can you spell? Nandi Asamoa. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> and you can, and by the way, I'll just give you, you can go ahead and just do the last name. You can do Asamoa. A S. It's like Asamuga. It's A S O M O U G A H. It's close. I don't want to reveal whether or not that's right or wrong until Dave has a chance to rebuttal. Dave, would you like a chance to rebuttal? Can you, can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I can, Dave. Great question. Joe did not exercise his spelling bee rights and did not ask me. I will use it in a sentence. Um, Mr. Awesomewa was the spelling bee word that I just gave Joe Buck. <sighs> what is the origin of the word? <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. 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 Um, a, 
S. Guy. A S S S. U M O U G H I. Awesome. Well, okay. So here, here we go. Uh, I might need to find a new co-host because he butchered his name. Um, but, but Mr. JB, you were very close. It's A S O M U G H A. Oh, so that's one when you're doing back when I had him more times than not, he was with the Eagles. Mm -hmm. I just spelled it on my board phonetically. So I put awesome, right? A W. E-S-O-M-E-W-A-H. I, I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, Jay I was trying to go outside the box a little bit okay. with, with, with my uh, rendition of the spelling of the word. I'm also a diehard Eagles fan, as you know. Fly, Eagles, fly. And the saddest thing about this is last night I Googled most difficult names to spell in sports. And he came up. And he came up, and I was like, nobody's going to ask that. <laughs> Jared's not going to. Jared's not going to ask anybody that, and I let it go. You're doing homework. I'm getting hit out of the flu. All right. That is true. All right. Well, speaking outside of the box, why don't you take over? Uh, why yes. don't you introduce him into penalty box? So it's now time for the Hey Pal penalty box, Joe. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Just answer as quickly as you can. First word that comes to mind. Uh, you recently got a lot of attention for your adult film uh, contract offer which kind of makes you a sex symbol now among a lot of women in, in, throughout these United States. The question, boxers or briefs, Joe? Boxers. All right. Now, if you could speak any other language, what would it be? French. What is your favorite ride at Disneyland? Uh, the Space Mountain. Space Mountain. And to, Disney and, World, uh, Space Mountain. Okay, yeah, sure, so sure. And to finish off uh, the penalty box, uh, Mr. Joe Buck, I need you to cut two of these players off of your team. Jim Edmonds, Marshall Falk, Brett Hall, Tim McCarver, Albert Pujols, Ozzie Smith. Who's getting cut? Two? Two. <laughs> Edmonds is going quicker than you got to the next name. Uh, I... I'm going to say, I, I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to cut Tim. Wow. Oh, Tim McCarver wow. is out of here. <laughs> yeah. I only because I think of him more as a broadcaster and my partner. The other guys like Ozzy was my idol growing up. Albert's one of the best players I've ever covered and best humans I've ever covered in my life. I mean, I could go on and on, but yeah, I, I'm going to say Jim's gone and, and Tim's gone. I would not, I would not have guessed he was going to go with Tim McCarver. But, By the way, Ozzy Smith running out to play shortstop, doing those backflips, the best. is about the coolest thing it is of the all coolest time. Thing. <laughs> yeah. And he can still do it. By the I way. know it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. He's unbelievable. Um, all right. Well, Joe, that is uh, that is all we have and all the time that we have for today. But I I want to say thank you so much for uh for taking my call and and being so gracious to coming on the hey pal podcast and i can't thank you enough jb i really appreciate it absolutely man what a, what a pleasure what an honor to uh be able to talk to the three-time national sports caster of the year <laughs> uh joe buck thank you so much sir all right guys you be safe be well thanks for having me great job all right thanks jb see ya that was pretty cool. I mean, it, it's pretty awesome. And just, you know, to be able to uh, to interact with somebody like that, somebody that's been at the top of his game for so long and so good at what he does, it was pretty incredible. I agree. You know what's not cool or fun to interact with? You, when you're wearing this Flyers gear. I'm always going to represent my city, Jared, and unlike you. <laughs> it, it's just, it's sad that you call yourself a fan. I understand it's been a tough time for the Rangers, the Cowboys, 
the Mavericks. So thank you all for tuning um, in to stars. our to I know it's Hey been Pal a long podcast. Time, um, and I think, you know, Kyle, can you just cut uh, I'm right going to always make represent sure my team cut. no matter what. Yeah, yeah, let's not get that last part out. Let's just, yeah, let's just go to the, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Okay, goodbye. Bye, pals. <laughs> Bye, pals. Hey Pal is a production of iHeartRadio, Common Enemy, and Tenderfoot TV. Hosted by Jared Einson and Dave Osako. Producer is Kyle Tequila. Executive producer for iHeartRadio is Sean Titone. Executive producers for Tenderfoot TV are Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. Catch new episodes of Hey Pal every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the show, don't forget to rate us five stars, share it with your friends, and subscribe. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.